Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of $15,178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Are you ready? Because it's time. The Sunshine Happy Pants Hour is on the air. Featuring the jack of all trades and master of none, Joel. Does anyone else smell fried chicken? Couldn't have picked a shorter podcast name. That's like a mouthful right there. 
Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Sunshine Happy Pants Hour, episode 216. I am your host, Joel. And if you are not familiar with the show, this is my six song musical mixtape where I talk about uh, things that are interesting to me, along with playing six songs a week. Typically, I like to play new things, but uh, weeks like this, I can't help but uh, draw from the well because, um, yeah, well, you understand when we get more into the show. But anyway, if you're new to this show, uh, you can find me on Facebook. Just look up the Sunshine Happy Pants Hour. That's K P A N T S. You can also shoot me an email at joelhappypants at gmail.com or find me occasionally on Twitter at joelhappypants. Uh, the show is available, uh, I'm trying to do it every other week, but sometimes it's monthly on iTunes, Stitcher, TalkShoe, uh, Pod Directory, Google Podcasts, and podcastcollective.com. I also do two other shows, the first being 40 Going on 14 with Mike, Pat, and Josh. That is our nostalgia cast, which you can find at 40go14.com, iTunes, Stitcher, TalkShoe, Blueberry, streaming Saturdays at noon on Geek Life Radio, as well as Google Podcasts and podcastcollective.com. You can also find us on Facebook and email us at 40go14 at gmail.com or voicemail 708, now wrap, that's 708-669-9727, or on Twitter at 40go14. This week's episode was uh, our discussion of the 1990 Flatliners original and the 2017 Flatliners remake. Um, I also do a show with Gela my brother from another mother over in Australia. It's called the Coffin Joe Cast. You can find that on iTunes, TalkShoe, Stitcher, um, Google Podcasts, and PodcastCollective.com. Also send us an email at coffinjoecast at gmail.com or find us on Facebook, just look up the Coffin Joe Cast, or send us a voicemail at 661-434-5956 at 661-434-KWJO. And if you would like to be a third co-host on that show, you don't need a lie. You just need a cell phone um, or a cell phone that has Skype capabilities or a laptop or a professional studio, whatever you have, doesn't matter. Uh, big, little, um, the point is, is, uh, something that you can speak into that we can hear you. Uh, so pretty basic sort of requirements, but we'd love to have you on. So let us know. I also write for the Creepercast, which is a, um, online horror blog, which you can find at creepercast.com. And, uh, this week, um, I've got a couple of reviews that I'm working on, uh, the daily, um, the horror history is back and in full swing and Jeff has been contributing a lot of uh, little articles and news reports and trailers and fun things. So go check it out. It's for all your daily horror needs. Um, all the music this week is provided to us by the artists themselves. If you like what you hear, uh, please purchase it directly from the artist. Or uh, if you have a local brick and mortar store that you like to utilize, uh, preferably if you're in Oak Park on Harrison Avenue, Avenue, you stop by Val's Hollow Records. Let her know that Joel sent you, but uh, any local record store that you have in your area, go buy your music from there. Um, let's see. My blog, A Momentary Lapse with Joel.blogspot.com, is the first place that is updated as soon as the show is available. And last but not least, if you have nothing else to do and you want to check out my defunct comic strip, uh, just go to uh, Facebook, look up Gregory the Really Anger Robot, and you will find it. So the first song we heard this week was I Would Die For You by Prince and the Revolution, which um, is a personal favorite of mine. I, I just love that song. And uh, the next one we're going to hear is No Excuses by Allison Chains. And when we come back, we will get into the meat and potatoes of the show. So here we go. It's alright. 
That was No Excuses by Alice in Chains. And the first thing that I wanted to talk about here was kind of where the music is coming from this week. Um, they'll probably get a little bit more into uh, that maybe. Uh, well, I don't know. Maybe I'll just jump into that here. With the recent death of Dolores O'Riordan from the Cranberries, uh, it kind of had me thinking about a lot of artists that were taken uh, before, I guess, what would be essentially their time to go. Um, you know, I guess you consider old age being the reason that uh, you would go that would just be kind of natural causes. That's the word I'm looking for. But there are a lot of celebrities. Uh, there's the 27 Club, where, you know, there's been a lot of people that have died at the age of 27. Uh, there's people that have taken their own lives that are people that have had tragic accidents. There's people that have died from overdoses, uh, which I guess kind of falls in that tragic accident category. But, you know, there's a lot of different ways that people have been taken from us and in the artistic community when somebody that is important to you on that level uh they have an emotional connection with you through either film or television or music or whatever then it tends to impact you and i know a lot of people will give other people crap about the fact that they are affected by the death of somebody famous because they're like you didn't know that person why do you care if they died well, when you connect with somebody on that artistic level and it hits you in your mind, body, soul, spirit, heart, whatever, wherever part of you it's hitting, it's your groin, whatever, it's it's affected you in some way. Then when they're gone, all of a sudden you feel a loss and maybe they weren't your grandmother or your uncle or your brother or sister or anybody that's blood family to you, somebody that's close. But at the same time, they've had as much of an impact on you as people that you know in your real life, sometimes more. Um, I know when Kurt Cobain passed away, I I was deeply affected by that. And at the time, I was in college, freshman year. My best friend and roommate had left um, at the halfway point of the year. So I was on my own. They didn't fill the spot in my room with anyone new. They just let me keep it as a solo, a single. So when he passed away in April, I'm by myself. A lot of time by myself at that point and I just I sunk into a pretty deep depression not entirely because of that but that kind of was the trigger um, that kind of set in a lot of other wheels in motion in my head that kind of spun me out and again I, I didn't know him uh, at that point I, I thought it was suicide I didn't you know know that he had been murdered which I still firmly believe is the case but um, nonetheless it, it affected me and I cannot 
express exactly you know what the reason was behind that other than what i've kind of said already but it's one of those things where it's unfortunate that people feel the need to judge others because they don't relate in that way to whomever that person is and i mean i've always kind of lived with the philosophy that if whatever you're doing is not hurting somebody else then do it let your freak flag fly do whatever it is that you um, need to do to be happy but if it starts infringing on you know my <laughs> my well-being in any way then we're going to have words but you know, so I guess kind of what I felt like I'd like to do is kind of delve in a little bit, at least ever so briefly in terms of the people I picked for this week and why. So to kick us off, um, I, like I, I already said this before, but I chose I Would Die For You by Prince and the Revolution, which when this album came out, I was, you know, fairly young. I want to say it was 86, if I'm not mistaken. And so I was, what, about 12 at that point? You know, I didn't totally understand everything that was going on in the music necessarily. Uh, I hadn't seen the film, um, but I just knew that I liked the lyrics. I liked the music. I liked his voice. I I had heard other things of his that I enjoyed. So I got the cassette and I just listened to it on, on a loop, just like, you know, over and over and over and over. So when he passed away, it was a bit of a shock because here's this guy that was fairly young, uh, you know, not maybe young in terms of some of the other artists that you know, we may be talking about here, but he was still young in the sense that he had many, many years to go, several decades, essentially, uh, that he could still be on the planet Earth. And it's just kind of mind-blowing sometimes to think about the true reality of death and how you don't know when the next day is going to be your last one. And I've not, luckily, knock on wood, had you know, too many deaths that have touched me in a very, very close way, but I known, you know, friends or friends of friends or, you know, people that I've thought of as family that have had people taken from this, them suddenly, uh, just case in point, we talked about uh, the, on the last show was, um, Tamara, um, Graham's niece that, that was taken suddenly at, at age 20. Um, and that's just too soon. You, you, you haven't had a chance to enjoy your life to the fullest and, so it's, it, it makes it that much more of a tragedy when that sort of thing happens. Well, you know, for Prince, maybe he wasn't to the level of, of Kurt Cobain and Nirvana. It didn't quite hit me in that spot, but it was such an integral part of my childhood that, you know, you can't help but mourn the loss of your childhood icons, your heroes, your uh, the people that kind of made up the soundtrack of your life at that time, which leads me into the next artist, which... Uh, we just heard No Excuses by Alice in Chains, which um, I love Alice in Chains. When the whole Seattle thing happened, that that was my sweet spot. I was a grunge kid. I, I still am a grunge kid in a lot of ways. Um, I've never changed the way I've dressed since then. I mean, I granted, I, I make it look more presentable. But, you know, I, I haven't really changed too much up in terms of overall uh, style choices. But, you know, Alice in Chains is one of those bands that up until... Uh, you know, Lane's passing, Lane Staley, the lead singer, if you're not familiar. I, I had said this before that they, they didn't, hadn't released an album that had a song on it that I didn't like. And that was a legitimate, honest statement. I, I, I did not hear a single song in any of their albums that didn't just speak to me in some way or another. And maybe some of the, you know, the, again, the, the themes or the, uh, you know, the, the, the stories that you're telling or the things that they're, you know, wanting you to relate to 
I didn't relate to on the level that they did, but it's still the musically or whatever it, it hit me and I understood. And it was, it was important to me at that time. I mean, being in high school and then into, into college, it was kind of, again, that, that soundtrack of my life in that period, you know? So whereas Prince was when I was younger, Alice in Chains kind of took over when I started to mature and, and turn into the person I am today. So when Lane passed away, you know, again, suddenly, um, it was a shock, you know, I mean, it wasn't as big of a shock as Prince because, you know, Lane had dealt with a lot of drug issues for many, many years. So, you know, I guess in a unfortunate sort of way, you kind of almost half expect something to maybe happen. You don't want it to, and you hope that they clean up and they get sober and everything's good and we're, you know, happy, but it, it still ends up being a, a thing. Um, and it doesn't make it any less unfortunate or, or upsetting when it, when it happens. Um, the next artist we're going to hear after I get done with this segment is uh, Nick Drake. Now, the song is Witch Will. And Nick Drake is one of those artists that uh, the people that know about him love him. And the people that don't know about him may have heard him in passing and didn't realize who he was. And there's people that have just never heard him at all. Um, my grandfather was a very big Nick Drake fan, uh, which I didn't find out until after he had passed. Um, and... Nick Drake, I came across when I was working at the record store because being a, a Red House Painters fan, um, one of my coworkers said, well, if, if you've never heard Nick Drake, then you need to hear Nick Drake. So we put on um, one of his albums and I just instantly fell in love. And here's a guy who, again, died very young and I want to say he was 26 um, when he passed away. Here's a guy that um, had a, just potentially an amazing career ahead of him, but he dealt with so many... Um, behavior health, mental health issues that he just, you know, he wasn't fit for this world and he wasn't getting the help he needed to make the adjustments. And it's unfortunate because he just writes the most heartbreakingly beautiful songs. And even though it was, I came to it kind of late in the game, um, you know, he was in the 60s and I came into it in the 90s and then have since, you know, been a fan ever since. Um, It's just proof that music is timeless. And again, if you find the right person or artist or song or uh, genre that, that speaks to you personally, then it doesn't matter when or where or how you found it or, or at what stage in your life you are, it's going to be just as important as it was to the people that heard it the first time it ever came out. Um, and Nick Drake is one of those people that I, I try to share when I can, and this show gives me that voice, that avenue. So I, I'm hoping that you like it and you seek out other um, things from him because he's just an amazing artist. Um, the next one, very much in line with Nick Drake, somebody that I came across when I was working at the record store. Um, had heard of him before, but didn't really get it until I had one of my coworkers who was just uberly obsessed with Jeff Buckley. Um, and Jeff Buckley it may just be the most tragic passing on the entire list. Not only was he young, he was in his 20s, but he, for whatever reason, thought it was a good idea to go swimming or was intoxicated and was swimming in the Missouri River, uh, got pulled in an undertow and drowned. And it, it's just senseless. And I feel horrible for his family and I, I feel horrible for himself that he was taken so quickly when he had such a, a, a long career potentially ahead of him. I mean, he realistically only had this album and then there was a live album and there was some bits and pieces, things that they put out and some other, I mean, there's one other album I want to say before uh, 
grace, but um, he's just one of those guys that as soon as I heard him and I kind of got more in, uh, backstory on it and was standing there with somebody that was a, a super fan, kind of walking me through the music, I got it. And once I got it, I it wouldn't let go. Um, and again, that Jeff Buckley is one of those guys that either you know of him and you absolutely love him, or you've never heard of him, or you've heard of him and are just like, who's that guy? Amazing artist, beautiful voice, and his version of Hallelujah, the Leonard Cohen song, is phenomenal. If you've never heard that, you need to seek it out and listen. Um, the next one is the one that kind of triggered all of this, which with Dolores O'Riordan's passing, uh, the Cranberries was uh, a, a huge, another huge one for me and uh, my, um, trying to think, I guess it still would have been late freshman year when that album came out that I um, really latched onto it. But uh, this is all, yeah, I want to say this is all pretty much freshman year for the most part for most of these bands that we've talked about so far, uh, freshman, sophomore year of college. But um, the first album everybody else is doing is So Why Can't We? It was on a constant repeat. Um, and I chose Sunday just because it's, I think it's my favorite song off the album. But I remember I drove to Kansas City at one point, which I did a lot since that's my home. Um, well, it was my hometown until I moved to Illinois. But uh, I was driving home for one of the umpteen thousand times that I did. And it's about between eight and 10 hours, depending on which way you go and, and uh, how fast you drive. But we'll just say eight hours for the sake of argument. But I was driving back. I had been really just deeply ensconced, I love that word, uh, in this album. And I literally just let it go uh, for the entire trip. I had one of those cassette decks that would flip the cassette. You know, when you were done with the first side, it would it would reverse and play the back side um, or the second side or whatever you want to call it, side B, side A. And so I just let it go back and forth and back and forth. And I just listened to the whole album over and over and over and over and over again. And I, I, I couldn't have been happier. Um, her voice just soothes me is, is, is just a beautiful voice. And the music, uh, all the songs in there just spoke to me at that point in my life in a way that, uh, I, I was important. Um, so since I don't drag this out too much longer, let me go ahead and jump into the, the last artist. Um, now this one uh, would have been uh, maybe 98, 99 when I found Stevie Ray Vaughan. Uh, thanks to my a good friend, Dennis, who I met through the record store, but was not an employee. Um, he introduced me, uh, well, he furthered my love of Stevie Ray Vaughan. The other person that introduced me to Stevie Ray Vaughan around the same time was my buddy Adam, who was I went to college with he was one of those guys that just absolutely loved him. And between the two of them and their kind of breaking down of things and kind of walking me through it and, and getting me the right songs to introduce myself to uh, Stevie Ray Vaughan, it, it's what made it latch on and stick. And um, he's just one of those guys that has an amazing ability to just riff and it's it, not every guitar artist out there has that ability to just kind of just go uh, a lot of them are maybe technically proficient or they can you know read a, a, a tab or whatever but he just could it just flowed it just came out of him it was just the music was just in his uh dna and it just poured out of him and the song i chose blues at sunrise which is a live version with albert king is an odd choice, maybe. Um, it's maybe not the first song you think of by Stevie Ray Vaughan or off of you know any of his big hits off of his albums, but 
it's a 10 plus minute version of this song. It's live, and the best way to listen to it is if it's warm enough out, um, either go outside with you know whatever format you use to play music, or uh, if you're in your car and you're listening to it, roll the windows down and just turn it up real loud. It's better at night than it is at day, but um, if you can go out about you know right after it's dark out and you got your windows down and it's warm enough and listen to it at a fairly decent volume, you'll understand. Just an amazing song. And he's one of those guys that uh, was the right place, right time for me, uh, musically and emotionally and everything else that what's not to love, to be honest, really, what's not to love. Um, So on that note, let's go ahead and jump into the next song. Uh, This is Which Will by uh, Nick Drake. And when we come back, we got more to talk about. So here we go. Which way you go for? Which way you love? Which way you choose from? From the stars above? Which way you answer? Which way you call? Which way you take for For your one and all A dumb and now Which way you love The best Which do you dance for? Which makes you shine? Which way you choose now? If you won't choose mine Which way you hope for? Which can it be? Which will you take now? If you won't take me, I don't know which way you Which Will by Nick Drake. And the next thing I wanted to talk about, excuse me, um, 
is uh, from the first church podcasting, which if you've listened to the show before, you know what I'm talking about. But um, it simply asked, you know, what's your fuel? And it's a it's a valid question. And I know a lot of people I talk to um, who kind of see what I'm doing through Facebook, which Facebook, of course, is the best parts of your life. It doesn't, you know, list every time you use a restroom or I'm sure it will at some point. Uh, it doesn't, you know, talk about when, I mean, I guess some people post when they have bad days, but for the most part, it's, it's the best parts of your life that you share with others. So everybody's life looks better than your own, uh, when you're on Facebook, but so, you know, people know that I, I write for the creeper cast. I do, you know, the three shows that I do. And, you know, I try to keep myself motivated to do creative things in whatever outlet that may be, whether it's art or writing or, or whatever it is. Um, and so they, you know, they see all those things and they're like, well, you know, how do you stay motivated? I, I, you know, I don't have any hobbies or if I do, I just can't keep on top of them or I get too wrapped up in, you know, things with the kids or I, I, you know, my job just drains me or when I get home, I just want to sit and watch TV. You know, it's, it's this question that I've gotten several times over, um, you know, asking how I keep myself motivated. And that's exactly how I read that, you know, what's your fuel, what keeps you going? I know that their intention was something different, but, um, you know, sometimes it's, it's, it's necessity. Um, you know, of course I've always lived kind of by the model that you, you do what you have to do to do what you want to do. And it's kind of a, a sad model to live by, but it's, it's true. Um, if you don't do the things you need to do, go to work, uh, you know, feed yourself, if you have kids, take care of your kids, make sure they get to school. If you don't clean the house, um, if you don't do the laundry, I mean, there's instant repercussions that are going to happen um, that are beyond just things that make you feel bad. There's going to be things where you, you lose your kids, you die, you starve, you, uh, you know, have calcium deposits in your coffee maker that ultimately destroy the coffee maker. Uh, you know, your car dies because you didn't put oil in it. Um, you have dirty clothes, you smell, so you lose your job. I mean, there's any number of reasons. So in that case, motivation is from necessity. So if, if you're in that situation, I would hope to hell that, uh, you are listening to that little voice in your head that says this has to get done. It does not have it. There's no option. And of course, putting it off is, is one thing, but just not doing it at all is another. Um, but then there's the things that, that are fun, the things that you do because you love them or you're passionate about them or, they're the things that make uh, getting up in the morning that much more livable. And with that, um, when you've done all the things you have to do out of necessity, a lot of times you can kind of hit a brick wall where it's like, oh crap, you know, what am I going to do now? I've, I've, I'm tired. I'm listless. I, I don't feel like I want to do anything but just sit on the couch and watch a movie. Well, that's fine. If that's what you like, then hey, your motivation is relax, you know, turn your brain off and just enjoy Bruce Willis shooting, uh, you know, the bad guys for an hour. Um, well, hour and a half to two hours, depending on the movie, but the things like that I like to do, um, the motivation, uh, sometimes is, is self gratification. And I, I don't mean that in a, a negative way. I don't mean like an egotistical way, but you know, I, I love to write and I love to share music. So for me, it's, it's gratifying to take that and take my love of, of the written word and the spoken word and uh, music and to translate that into something that I can then share with others. And since I don't work at the record store, I can't talk music with people on a daily basis. Um, my creative writing is kind of dried up for a bit. I just haven't had any inspiration. Um, I've been kind of a rut and, but yet my writing for the creeper cast, which keeps me sharp. And now my job, my, my, 
uh, role at work has changed, so I'm no longer talking for a living. I'm now writing for a living. Um, you know, it kind of fuels that fire. So there's that that motivation of kind of that, and maybe self gratification isn't the right word, but um, it's like maybe you know sharing what you love with others is is the motivator. Um, and sometimes it's it's just a simple. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Just a simple shift in, in space. Uh, that's not what I'm looking for, but I'll explain. <laughs> so if you're sitting on the couch and like, crap, you know, I, 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 I just, I don't want to get up. I don't want to do anything. I don't. Sometimes just the simple act of forcing yourself to get up and do something will then motivate you to do the things you need to do. Um, I know for me, lists are important. Um, keeping lists of things that I need to get done so that I can tick them off one by one because I've learned a long time ago and I've talked about on the show before that you can't tackle everything at once. So you have to break them down into segments. And if you do that and you do, okay, I did this segment. Now I can move on to this segment. And then eventually the whole thing's done. Lists are that for me. Lists are my uh, coping mechanism for my anxiety. Lists are my way of making sure that I'm staying on task. Lists are what keep me motivated a lot of the times to get things done. Because if I look at that list and I'm like, okay, I've got to, oh, I've got to get this done for 40 going on 14. Okay, I've got to get the show posted for the Sunshine Happy Pants there. Okay, I've got to get a show together to record for next week. Um, you know, all those things are, uh, it keeps me motivated because I see it. It's a, it's a visual motivation. Um, sometimes it's just a, a desire to, to kind of check out and do something different. Um, you know, like recording with, with Graham, uh, Kilowoba in Australia and, you know, that's purely the show is, is for us to have fun and, and spend time together, uh, cause we're close and we talk and we, you know, we like each other's company. So, you know, for us to do that, it's, it's purely our enjoyment of the craft and, and talking that then hopefully translates to other people enjoying listening. And if we can get other people involved with that and share that love that we have with them, there's your motivation right there. Um, so, you know, everybody has their different kind of ways that they do what they do. And some people don't, some people, they just choose to let, um, the lethargy or the apathy or whatever creep in and just don't, uh, overcome it. They'd rather just let it win. And sometimes it it can be hard. Don't get me wrong. It, It can be incredibly hard to convince yourself to do the things that you have to do or that you want to do. Um, no matter how much you do or don't want to do those things. Um, I know for me, my biggest hurdle is, is leaving the house. Like, you know, if somebody invites me to do something, it's not my first inclination to go. Um, my anxiety kicks in and, and it, it a lot of times will shut me down. And if I don't find the way to push myself, it's not going to happen. So, you know, I, I struggle with it too. Uh, don't get me wrong. Just cause I do the other things. Those are, those are easier for me because they don't get me outside of my comfort zone. Um, and that can be a, a big detractor, uh, when you're trying to do what you need to do is that if it's something that you're not familiar with, or you don't know what the outcome's going to be, or, you know, fear is a great demotivator. Um, and so you have to be able to overcome that. And that's, that's never easy. So think about it, you know, try to find the things that drive you, uh, that push you forward and use that to get what you need done, done, whether it's fun or functional. That's all I got to say. So let's go ahead and jump into the next song. It's So Real by Jeff Buckley. And when we come back, we've got one more thing to talk about. So here we go.
and we are back. That was So Real by Jeff Buckley. And the last thing I wanted to talk about this week was, again, with the passing of Dolores O'Riordan and um, with the passing of, of Tamara. And it just seems like, you know, no matter what we do in this life or, or where we are, or what age we are, um, where we live, what our lifestyles are, death is always just around the corner for everybody. And I, I heard this in a movie recently. Uh, the One of the characters said that, that time is all we have in this life. That, that That's the only guarantee that we have is time. Um, and that time is precious because you never know when that time is going to be up. And I, I've talked about on the show many, many occasions, uh, you know, how important it, I, I, I believe it is to focus on the little things to enjoy the big things in life. Um, and, you know, I've, I've talked about how we need to make sure that we tell the people that we love that we love them because you don't know when that opportunity is not going to be there anymore. Um, you know, I, I've talked about how important it is to kind of leave something behind. Uh, I know for me, I'm, I'm a bit of an archivist and, and so much that all the shows that I've done, I have a copy of each one of them on my hard drive. Now, does that do anybody any good when I'm gone? No, not really. But if my kids ever wanted to go back and, uh, you know, kind of listen to what was taken up that hour, hour and a half of my day um, periodically, they could. Um, if they wanted a, a full history of everything that's happened to me for the past almost 12 years, they could go back to the first awful show I was on and listen to them in chronological order, then leap to the undercover unitards and so forth and so on to today's date and they could get a pretty good idea of who I am, what I was doing, um, and kind of the transition from, you know, the beginning to now, uh, that I've made both in a real world sense and in a podcasting sense, which is, is the real world, but don't get me wrong, but you know what I mean? It, it's, it's pre-recorded. <laughs> it's not live. Um, so it's, it's never easy to, to think about or to talk about or to, to make that realization, especially when you have kids, that there's no guarantee how many days you have left. And it's hard to... Uh, it's like trying to keep yourself, again, motivated to do things, knowing that you don't know how much time you really have or planning ahead, you know, uh, saying, okay, well, I, I've, I would like to accomplish this by the time I'm 30. Well, what if you never hit 30? Or, you know, I, I have this trip planned and I need to save up for it. Well, what if, you know, before you ever get to the trip, you suddenly, you know, have some sort of massive health issue and you're gone by the next week? I mean, you just never know. I mean, you could trip and fall in the parking lot, smack your head on this concrete, and that's the end of it. I mean, there, there is no guarantee in this life except, you know, that you will live and you will die. Um, and so it's, it's so, so very important that you're always doing your best to make sure that you're living your life to the fullest. Um, and whatever that, that, that definition of the, the fullest is, is up to you. If your lot in this life or your, your desire in this life is to, you know, eat ice cream and watch TV your whole life, as long as you're doing the other things you need to do and you're not hurting anybody else and that's your aspiration, it's your life. Make of it what you will. Um, I know a lot of people probably look at me sideways when I have a day off and I spend, you know, I spend it watching eight or nine movies in a row. But to me, that that makes me happy. That that's my 
that's my comfort zone. That's my um, happy spot. That's my that's my recharging of batteries. That's important to me. And you know, some people may think that going to the clubs every Friday is what is most important to them, and that's fine. Again, if you're not hurting anybody else, go do it. And if that makes your life worth living and it makes it what you want it to be, go for it. I mean, 100%. All in, buddy. Go. Um, Because, again, I mean, when all we have is time and that time is not guaranteed, the only thing we can do is make the best use of it that we can. Um, I mean, every second, every minute, every hour of every day is important. And I know for, you know, people who can tend to be workaholics, uh, which I've, I've been guilty of uh, when there's overtime available, especially not so much because I, I love constantly being at work. I mean, everybody wants to have time off, but, uh, you know, it's, it's out of necessity. Uh, you know, I've got to make sure that I have the things that I need to support my family. And as a, you know, a unit of three now, as a single dad, more or less, um, you know, it, it, it becomes all that much more vital. Um, so when you're spending eight, nine hours at work, 10 hours at work in a day, however many you, you work, um, that, that time, some t- uh, that, that time, yeah, uh, doesn't always feel as precious as you'd like because, you know, if you're doing something for somebody else, eh, it's not really your time. You're not really doing what you want to do, but it's just as valuable, um, because it makes money to be able to do the things you need to do and that you want to do. Uh, you're, if depending on your profession, you may be helping other people. So you're in turn getting them along with their day and you're making their time valuable. Um, there's still benefits there. And maybe it doesn't feel like it when you're sitting behind the desk at for the, you know, seventh hour and you just had lunch and you're ready to go take a nap. Um, but it is, it's still just as important as everything else. And again, you have to do what you have to do to do what you want to do. And that's again, exactly what I'm referring to is uh, without a job, you don't have all the other things. And I, you know, it, it's not a very well thought out topic that I had, but it just, after I heard that quote and after, you know, Dolores O'Riordan's passing and just kind of some of the other things I had kind of thought about talking about for, for the show, it just seemed like a logical jump. And with the format of the show, the way it is, uh, it just seemed like something that I know all of you would understand um, where I was coming from and, and what my thought process was. So that, that's really all I have to say about that. So uh, since we're talking about the cranberries, let's go ahead and uh, give them a little time in the sun. This is Sunday by the cranberries. And when we come back, we will close out the show. So hold on kids. We'll be back in just a few.
and we are back. That was Sunday by the Cranberries. And thank you, everybody, for joining me for episode 216 of the Sunshine Happy Pants Hour. If you would like to find me, you can find me on Facebook. Just this look up the Sunshine Happy Pants Hour. It's K-P-A-N-T-S. You can also shoot me an email at joelhappypants at gmail.com. You can find me on Twitter at joelhappypants. Uh, this show is available ideally every other week, but uh, sometimes monthly on iTunes, Stitcher, TalkShoe, Pod Directory, Google Podcasts, and PodcastCollective.com. Also, f- check out 40 Going On 14 at 40go14.com, iTunes, Stitcher, TalkShoe, Blueberries, streaming Saturdays at noon on Geek Life Radio, as well as on Google Podcasts and PodcastCollective.com. Find us on Facebook, just look up 40 Going On 14, or send us an email at 40go14 at gmail.com, or a voicemail at 708, now wrap, that's 708-669-9727, or on Twitter at 40 go 14 also, check out the Coffin Joe cast, um, available through iTunes, TalkShoe, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and PodcastCollective.com. You can send us an email at CoffinJoeCast at gmail.com. Find us on Facebook, the Coffin Joe cast, or send us a uh, voicemail at 661-434-5956. That's 661-434-KWJO. Uh, check out the CreeperCast at CreeperCast.com, where you can find uh, daily horror updates from myself, Jeff, and Will. Um, also, all the music this week is provided to us by the artists themselves. If you like what you hear, purchase it directly from the artist. Or if you have a local record store that you like to go to, um, make sure you're using them for um, your purchases. Uh, you know, we always want to take our business locally. But uh, if you're in Oak Park, Illinois, on Harrison Avenue, stop by Val's Hollow Records. Check out my blog at a momentary lapse with joel.blogspot.com. That is the first place that is updated as soon as the show is available. And last but not least, check out uh, Gregory the Really Angry Robot, my defunct comic strip that has been dead for many, many years now, but I keep talking about it, and I don't know why. Um, because there's nothing new there, so what you going to do? So the last song after the outro is the, the one that I mentioned, Blues at Sunrise, a live version by Steve Ray Vaughan and Double Trouble featuring Albert King. It is a long song, but it is worth it. And if it's, uh, you know night out and you're driving and it's warm enough roll your windows down turn it up enjoy or step out on your back patio and do it that way if uh it is warm enough if not and it's cold don't do that uh just listen to it on your headphones or whatever it's fine um (laughs) so the last thing uh you know i always try to leave you with a little bit of words of wisdom of some sort but um time is precious enjoy it make sure you tell everybody how you feel because you never know when the next day is the last and just stay motivated kids there's a lot of things to do under the sun and uh, sometimes there's not a lot of time to do it in. So, love you guys. We'll talk to you soon.
got to play the Jimi Hendrix lick, cause he was on this too. Just like you, I said, I know that ain't Stevie uneased in there. About that time, Jimmy said, let's play some blues. I said, okay, not without the queen, though. That's Janet. We sent a guy up to get Janet. She came down with a little glass. She always had a little glass. God rest her soul. She said, what's happening? I said, we're going to do some blues. We want you to start it off, honey. She said, cool. And Jimmy hit two or three more licks on the thing now. Do it again, I like that. Come on. 
me no letter She won't even call me on the telephone No, she won't write me no letter She won't even call me on the telephone You know I haven't had no real good loving Since that gal of mine been gone
Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.